Today's My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by GymAware, the leading tool when measuring performance in the weight room. Guys, VBT is all the craze right now. It's a hot, sexy topic, although it's something that's been around for a while. And the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Brian Mann, has called the GymAware the Rolls Royce when it comes to velocity measuring devices. Guys, the ability for you to shoot all your information right up into the cloud and store it right away is enough for, for me right there to, to make sure that this is something that I had in my weight room. Putting things together with instant feedback as to how the reps are being performed. On top of that, with the x-axis correction, so you don't have to necessarily worry about direct positioning when you're performing the exercises. Tying that in with the visualization of everything and the ability to allow the athletes to compete. Make this an absolutely stellar tool and something I couldn't recommend you having in your weight room enough. Hop on over to kinetic.com.au today and see everything that they have to offer. Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is, is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world, ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and check it out today. Hello, my name is Chris Hayes and I'm sitting in for this edition of My Thoughts Monday. What I'd like to talk about today is in reference to a letter that I wrote in the fall. And this letter was about my two years as a graduate assistant that I was uh, lucky enough to spend at George Washington University in DC and this letter was shared over social media by myself and by Coach Johnson, the, the director there and one of my close friends and mentors. Um, but the letter was about my two years there as a, as a GA, as a young coach, and the experiences that I had, uh, the sacrifices that I made and the rewards or the benefits that I reaped from those sacrifices. Uh, but I did also touch upon some of the consequences, negative, that I suffered uh, as a result of all the time and effort that I put into work, that I put into the GA ship as well as grad school. And, uh, you know, at the time I was very proud of the letter and, and I still, you know, agree with the message that I tried to get across, but a friend and a close friend and colleague reached out to me and, and kind of shared some constructive criticism. And he challenged me to, to think about this and, and to try to get this message across. And this is why I speak particularly 
um, to the young coaches out there, but also to the, to the directors and, and the ones that, that have been doing it and, and oversee where the field is going as we speak. And, and that is just the, the badge of honor that we bear uh, about you know, working countless endless hours at times and not getting compensated either appropriately for, appropriately for the hours um, or just uh, you know, not at all, right? You know, interns, some GA positions even, will we'll work for free for semesters, perhaps even years at a time um, before they see pay. And even once we do get paid, uh, it may not be what we think we're worth. And we know, I know, hopefully we all know, uh, if we're in the field of strength and conditioning, it is not for a paycheck, right? So let's get that out of the way. We, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, but it's just the idea of, I guess, how much sacrifice is worth you know the rewards at work how much are we willing to give from our non-work life our personal life our social life our spiritual life how much of that are we willing to sacrifice in order for more success quote-unquote success at work um, and I, certainly I don't have an answer for that but I think it's an area that I know I've, I've grown in the past few years where I, I can remember my first year at GW, um, after the first two weeks, I called my dad and I was like, hey, dad, you know, I worked 72 hours last week and I just finished another 70-hour week this week. And I was so excited of it, excited about it at the time and proud of it. And I was hoping my dad would be proud too. And I don't remember his exact response. I'm sure he was, but he was a carpenter his whole life and put in six, seven-day work weeks for the majority of his life and worked you know, ungodly hours for, for most of that time. And so I wanted him to be proud of me and I was proud of myself. But um, two years removed from that, now in my third year collegiately, um, I'm no longer proud of that. Now I am, of course, more than willing to work a long day, 12, 14, 16, whatever hours. I, I don't count anymore, but I'm more than happy to put in the long day, right? The extra effort the early morning team to the late p.m. team or just getting a project done at the end of the day, whatever it might be, I'm more than happy to do that, right, when it's needed and, and when stuff needs to get done. But now I think the shift for me is that I'm also more than happy to do a short day, um, whether that be sleep in a little bit like I did today or to go home a little bit early when you don't have any teams left, um, even if it's going somewhere midday uh, when you just have a long stretch of time between teams and you need to get out of the office, get out of the weight room and, and maybe go be productive somewhere else. Like, I think these are things that we, we boast our chest about a little too much um, and that we, we frown upon, at least some of us to a degree, where we need to remember that, yes, what we put in is what we get out, but if all we put in is time at work, then all we're going to get out is rewards at work, right? And we're not going to be able to reap the rewards and the benefits of the other areas of our life, socially, personally, spiritually, etc. And so ultimately, you know, I guess my challenge to myself and my challenge to the field is um, how do we continue to work towards quantifying our work? Uh, quantifying our work from a what is success standpoint, although that could be a whole other monologue or podcast in and of itself, but quantifying our work and regulating our work. Where, you know, as an intern and as a GA and a young coach in the field, we have to 
self-reflect and ask ourselves how much is too much, how much are we willing to do um, before we sacrifice too much of our personal health and well-being. And I think on the other side of the spectrum or the other side of the coin, um, for the directors and the supervisors, it's how do I best manage my staff and the scheduling of our teams and the logistics of how our facility, our weight room, our university, et cetera, runs. Um, how do we best manage that to best manage our employees, our coaches, our staff? Um, so they are at their best because, and this is one of the biggest things that, that Coach Johnson um, taught me and that he still continues to reiterate to me is your athletes are only as energized as, as you are. You know, uh, a dead coach or a coach with no energy it leads to a team with no energy, right? So we need to take care of ourselves first, not, not selfishly, you know, not even considering the idea of being selfish or not willing to put in the work. Um, we need to take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of our athletes even better, right? And at the end of the day, until someone does come up with a quantification system and, and they come out with the uh, you know, NSCA or CSCCA or a third-party group of the top 25 ranking of strength and conditioning coaches, and uh, we create a, a tournament and bracket of the top 64 uh, you know, strength and conditioning coaches, until someone finds a way to quantify that and make it happen, there's no rank and order system, right? There's no number one strength and conditioning coach in the world. Um, certainly there are some that are better than others and there are some that are more well-known than others. But at the end of the day, until we can quantify that and define it, our success really is defined by ourselves. And yes, our supervisors, directors, employers, they need to have ways to quantify what we do so that they can determine whether to keep us on staff or get rid of us. Um, but really, aside from that, and most of that is probably more subjective and anecdotal than anything, um, we define our success. And hopefully, I know at least for me personally, as I've grown a little bit and matured, uh, yes, I define my success to a degree by wins and losses, to a degree by performance metrics and injury metrics, or lack thereof, of course, of injuries. Um, and of course, for me, probably more than any of these things, is the relationships that we build and that we establish with our athletes. Um, and hopefully for all of us, it's, it's a combination of those things, right? Though we may sit on one side of the spectrum more than the other. But how we define our success at work is based on those, th those things. But also, you know, the impact that we can have away from work, away from our, our careers. And for some, strength and conditioning is everything. It's a career and it's a lifestyle. And there's part of me that, that does want to be on, on in that small percentage and part of that small few but there's a part of me that that also wants to have a life outside of strength and conditioning that wants to have a a wife and kids someday and that wants to stay close with my childhood friends and my college friends and and be able to go out and have a beer and have a good time you know when when the time is right and when when scheduling permits right like I still want to be able to do all those things and so um, I guess at the end of the day what I'm you know, thinking out loud about and what I'm challenging myself and, and the field to do is, is not to overvalue ourselves. Um, I think what we do is extremely important. Um, from a performance standpoint, wins and losses, which equate to dollar signs, and also from a long-term athletic development and long-term human development 
right? We always think about the athlete, we forget about the human and the person. But from a long-term human development is the opportunity that we have to mold young people, right? All of that is extremely important. That's why I'm, I'm still in the game today and, and plan to be in the game for a very long time. But all that being said, um, I know the, the, the term, the phrase work-life balance gets thrown around a lot. I certainly use it a lot. Uh, but I think of it less now as a balance, right? Less of a 50-50 and more of a seesaw, right? Sometimes work is going to be up above, or excuse me, down below, weighing a little bit more, right? 60-70%. And life is going to be a little, a little lighter, 40-30%. Um, but that seesaw needs to fluctuate and go up and down and back and forth, right? So when we need to put in the work, let's be willing to put in the work. And I know most of us are almost all of us, probably all of us in the field are, right? But let's be more willing to put in a little less work and have a little bit more fun and take ourselves a little bit less seriously when we can afford to. That's all I have. I hope you took something from this. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.